0: So today's reading is from Psalm 104, verses 24 through 30. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground.
1: For the word of God in scripture. For the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. In our literature, we are so familiar with the stories of of people who go out into nature to discover themselves. What first comes to mind is, uh, of course, Henry David Thoreau going to Walden Pond. And writing, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and to see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not when I came to die, discovered that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear. Nor did I wish to practice resignation until it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life." Familiar words. And then, of course, there's Robert Frost, the road not taken. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I I took the one less traveled by, and and that has made all the difference. So the road less traveled, the one that's covered in grass. I'm going to go out where it's most natural, And find myself and get grounded. And most recently, Cheryl Strayed, finding herself, as she says, from lost to found on the Pacific Crest Trail that she recounted in her book, Wild. And she writes, I knew that if I allowed fear to overtake me, my journey was doomed. Fear, to a great extent, is born of a story we tell ourselves. And so I chose to tell myself a different story from the one women are told, I decided if I was, I was safe, I was strong, I was brave, nothing could vanquish me. And so she journeyed from Mexico to Canada on the Pacific Crest Trail, finding herself, finding healing, finding a way forward out there in the wild. I think this is one of the reasons that people love coming to church here is um, that you, you know, you get to, get to look at this. I have pastors tell me all the time, I'm not sure I could preach in front of that. I said, oh, it's really easy. If your sermon's not that great, you just don't worry about it because everyone can just look outside and take it all in. Um, so the wild nature being out in the environment, taking it all in, and finding something there that heals us, that gives us a way forward. This is the impulse of Psalm 104, where we find ourselves today. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we are so grateful for The beauty that surrounds us in this world for the gifts that you give us over and over in what is simply natural and beneath our feet and surrounding us as we walk may we learn to trust you as the trees trust growing straight and strong May we learn to also be the brook and the streams that flow, trusting that you are with us in the flow of our lives. And may my words and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So the Psalms is this ancient collection of um, the Hebrew songs that were really written, scholars think, over centuries. They were written for the rituals in the, in the uh, temple, it's for worship and for celebration. In the Psalms is not just one note. It's like music in my house. Sometimes you'll hear the smooth jazz coming Sometimes you may hear a little bluegrass. Sometimes you're gonna hear some country western mornings, sometimes you're gonna hear some classic rock and roll celebrating. And sometimes there's a lot of rap coming from the upstairs bedroom. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what it's saying, but it's saying something. And and that's where we find ourselves in the Psalms, is all these different these tunes, all these different melodies coming together, expressing the full range of emotions, expressing the full range of life, and uh, in one of the commentaries I was reading this week, it was saying how how Jewish the Psalms is, because. Because I think in the, in the Jewish faith, there's a little more freedom to be, um, let's say, sacrilegious in some ways. My, my friend who's a rabbi says she can tell when she's speaking to a Christian congregation because they all sit and they get really quiet. <laughs> Whereas in her congregation, they don't stop talking even when she's talking. They just keep going. <laughs> and, um, and so the, the Psalms invites us to kind of uh, embrace some of our Jewish roots as well, right? To, To not be afraid of the variety of life and the, the many different emotions that come up for where we are, when we are angry, when we are desperate, when we don't know where God is in this moment, when we are exuberantly happy, when we just want to sing at the top of our lungs because it doesn't matter how we sound, all of that is present in the Psalms. And so they're this wonderful resource for us when, when you feel like maybe you should be, in order to be a better person of faith, a little more reserved and a little more, a little more trusting perhaps, the psalm says no. Like, be present in this moment. Be where you are. The word psalms um, comes from a Hebrew word, zamer, which actually means to sing, or as uh, Robert Alter translates it, to hymn, H-Y-M-N. I kind of like hymn as a verb, I don't know about you, but um, it's kind of a nice way to think about the psalms. Psalm 104 is, uh, as one commentator says, an ecstatic celebration of God's dominion over the vast panorama of creation. That sentence is written by Walter Brueggemann, who always puts together these very complex sentences. So let me read it again. An ecstatic celebration of God's dominion over the vast panorama of creation. Now, dominion alongside sovereignty are not my favorite theological words. I'll just tell you. Because uh, these words bring up to mind a lot of other words like patriarchy and patronizing and domination rather than dominion. And so when we, we think about God's dominion and a, as a psalm that is celebrating God's dominion, you're you know, maybe you have a similar reaction to me where you're like, mm, I'm not sure I like that one. But here is what uh, Psalm 104 shows us over and over is that God's dominion is not a dominion of domination not a dominion of patriarchy not a dominion of violence and power over but instead God's dominion is a dominion of tenderness and so as you read through this psalm you see that that, that, that the writer is, is noticing the little turns of the world, the natural processes, the water. If You can almost hear it running behind us. The moon rising, the sun, the growth of plants, the provision of bread and water, night and day. Brueggemann says this is a celebration of the dailiness Of life from God. The dailiness of life from God. The psalmist begins by saying, Bless, O my being, God. Bless my very existence in this world. Come to me with tenderness and I will meet you with trust. God makes the hay sprout for the cattle grass for the labor of humankind, to bring forth bread from the earth, and wine that gladdens the heart of man to make faces shine brighter than oil, and bread that sustains the heart of man. A God that brings us bread and wine. A God that brings us oil for our faces. I'm reading a facial here. These essential elements that we use for our liturgy as well, right? We offer each other bread. We offer each other the cup. We anoint each other with oil. This is the God the psalmist is seeing. A God of such deep tenderness. A God engaged with us in our dailyness. And indeed, in my own spiritual journey, this is the God that I I find myself returning to over and over when I get lost in theological ideas or or deep questions or things that I don't know or mysteries that are too deep to comprehend it's it's the God of tenderness that keeps coming back over and over again. The psalm invites us to embrace our creatureliness. I'm not sure that's a word. I'm making it up this morning though. It invites us to embrace our creatureliness. To, um, to not have to be in charge on one hand and controlling and dominating and the one who's trying to, to fix everything and make it just so. That's a, that's a denial on, on many levels of the fact that we really can't control what happens as life continually reminds us. And there is an anxiety in that kind of control, this anxiety of trying to hold everything together all the time. So, so creatureliness is not that. Creatureliness is also not on the other side, completely giving everything up to, to random chance, kind of a carelessness, or an abandonment of being present, or thinking that nothing has meaning, there is an anxiety in that response as well, of thinking that no one's in charge, and no one is with you. And between these two polarities, this this trying to control and hold tightly, and this completely letting go and saying nothing matters, is this way in the middle, which really is the simple word of trust of saying, I am a creature among all these creatures. I am dependent on the water. I am, am with the trees in some way. I am a part of this, that God meets me in this tenderness, and, and my invitation is to trust that that tenderness is there with me. In that place of trust is a participation with God. In that place of trust, there is give and, there and take. In that place of trust, we don't have to be perfect. We're just invited to be present. In that place of trust is where we actually sing, is where we pray. That place of trust is... Is what we experience when we're out in nature that place of trust is when we're in deep authentic community with another in that place of trust is receptivity and that is the invitation of this psalm and that is the invitation of God to return to that place over and over and over again moment by moment year by year As Kathleen Dean Moore said what I read in the beginning, notice the gift, be astonished at it, be glad for it, care about it, keep it in mind. This is the greatest gift a person can give in return. And so as we find ourselves creatures in this world, our creatureliness invites us to live in that space of trust. Trust. I had the privilege a few years ago of of sitting on the front row right in the center at the Color Purple, the musical The Color Purple in New York City. It was an amazing evening and to relive that story, that beautiful story written by Alice Walker initially and then made into a movie and now into a musical of Seeley. A woman who was abused by her father was uh, basically uh, forced into a marriage that was also abusive, separated from her children, felt like she was worth nothing, and indeed treated by most people as if she was worth nothing. And in that space, she loses her faith in God. As she says in the musical, God's just another man as far as I'm concerned and her friend shug who is this jazz blues singer invites her to think of god in a different way she says god's not just another man god is all around you god is in you god is everywhere god surrounds you and there's this beautiful song the actual title song from the musical is the color purple and i'll just sing a little bit of it where she sings like a blade of corn like a honeybee like a waterfall all a part of me like the color purple where do it come from now my eyes are open look what god has Done. Now my eyes are open look what God has done This is the space that we are invited to return to space of creatureliness of trust returning over and over So imagine says Walter Brueggemann Imagine we sing our pen ultimacy <clears throat> We sing that we are not at the center of things. We sing our derivative quality. We reach our lives back to the creator, good enough to be creatures alongside rabbits and lions and birds, especially hummingbirds. Glad to be penultimate, glad to be creatures, glad to trust, amen.